0: This lecture is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Deacon Danny Cahoot. To say these are difficult days is an understatement. I'll finish up in just a second with this part of it, but I can't stand, help but stand here and, and think about my dad. I've got a lot of good memories, let me tell you. I've got a lot of good memories of uh, the time that we spent together as a family. And uh, a couple of vacations we took, a few of them and all, but 99.9% of every, everything, every memory, every time I think of my dad, it was always church-related. Our whole life was nothing but ministry. To the time he died. Even in his last days laying in the hospital, we go back 30, 40, 50 years. Do you remember this person? Do you remember this? Do you remember that? Do you remember? And it was all the memories about church. It wasn't, we had fun on vacation, don't get me wrong. But when I picture my dad, I just picture the church. And it's sad. To not have him with us. And that's a void and an emptiness that will never go away. And he wouldn't want that either. He, 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 he was just full of love. and I mean, I remember coming up, church baseball, softball. The church softball team, he was a catcher. And I think one of the most broken hearts I had as a kid, he was going to tag a guy that was coming out from third, and he ran over him and split his lip wide open. And I came running in from the outfield. He was just bleeding. And uh, he stayed in the game. And, you know, memories like that. But it was the church league that we had. It was, it was all church. It was all ministry. But I just started going through my childhood up until a few nights ago. And all my mind can think of is the memories, the great memories that we had with great people. In great services and in the ministry here, every time we got together, it was, was so-and-so there today, was so-and-so there today. I didn't see so-and-so today. I think I'm gonna give so-and-so a call. And he had this church right here, every single member on it. He he knew who won't hear. And he knew who was. And that was part of his prayer life. And I'm not, like, this is the lesson this morning is not to give accolades to my dad, it's just it's real hard for me. Not only to prepare a lesson and teach it without thinking of him. And I'm hoping who we talk about this morning, my dad will be able to, he's talking about you, let's listen. And God would just open up and let them both look down about what I'm getting ready to talk about. It's not impossible. If not, we'll talk about it when I get there. But anyway, I'm through talking about him because I have to to get unemotional. I don't know how my brother's going to preach this. I don't know how he did the funeral. I really don't. I don't know if anybody else that could have done it like that. I really don't. Because we loved our dad with every ounce of fiber in us, and he loved us. Okay, we've gone through a whole a whole lot of these apostles. Now we're on Matthew today, and there's not a whole lot in Scripture about the apostle Matthew. But what little bit is there, there's a tremendous amount of information we can glean from it. The first text we go to is Matthew chapter nine, his first calling. He was born in Capernaum. We don't know much about his childhood other than we know for a fact that he was a Jew he had a Greek name, Matthew is his Greek name which means gift from God that's what the name Matthew means it's gift from God and it's Greek his Jewish name was Levi and Levi they, they got down from, I don't know if he was a Levite, it's not said, he was a Jew, but they gave him that name from the 12 one of the 12 tribes of Israel which was Levi So his name was Matthew in the Greek, Levi in the the Jewish realm, and we'll cover a little bit of that here in a second. There are three brief accounts of his call in the scriptures, and we'll cover each one of them because each one of them adds something very significant. Matthew, and he wrote this Bible, and incidentally, when we, we talked about Nathaniel last time, Bartholomew, he left four copies in the original Aramaic text that he hand wrote. See, they didn't have printers back then. They couldn't run text back then. But in four areas that Nathaniel had preached, his last one is India. In India, they have the original text of Matthew that he had copied down in Aramaic. They have that copy. And so why the book of Matthew did Nathaniel take with him everywhere he go, he went. They had to be close. There had to be a bond there, a brotherhood with them. And uh, or he had to understand Matthew's background, how being a Jew decided he was gonna be a tax collector, a publican, the most hated, despised uh, career in the Jewish community. And I'm gonna cover a lot lot about that, a whole lot about that. They hated publicans, the Jews did. And and if a Jew became a publican, he was barred from the synagogue, he was barred from sacrifice, he was barred from the, the temple worship, Bard, they disowned him because he partnered up with a Roman-controlled uh, tax system. And so when Matthew, at an early age, he, at 13, he, he left school also. He, he left the synagogue also, but he knew Scripture. He knew prophecy. He knew the Scripture, and he still studied it. And when he became a tax collector... He was totally, from his family, from everybody, all the Jews, barred. But he chose that occupation. That occupation is a lot deeper than people understand and just reading publican in here. I've done some real hard study on it, and, and it, may, it amazes me. And so when we go to his calling, it's no doubt when you see how he's, the entire nation had turned their back on him and hated him while he was sitting at the customs, for years and years, he had to have a burn. Why did I do this? I want to worship so bad. He had to have conviction in his heart that. Oh, but he has. A, he didn't. They, there was unforgiveness with these Jews. Once that decision was made, he had no choice but to continue. He knew about Jesus. He knew about when he, he had heard he was sitting at the customs table. And I'll show you this here in a minute. And, and he, he was taking money from all these people from all over and, and, story after story. There's a man over here that just healed this man from blinded eyes. And the guy came up. Hey, they were sitting there talking while they were paying their taxes. Hey, he even raised a man from the dead. There's a guy that was sick of palsy his entire life. He told him to take up his bed and walk. And he did it. He said, This has got to be him. And and Matthew is sitting there taking money, listening to all this man. Everything I knew about this man was real. And it's too late for me. I've sold my soul. So when Jesus comes by, he gives him that chance. He knew who he was. He said, Follow me. He said, Immediately. Oh, thank God. I've got forgiveness. And he immediately dropped everything he had and started following. it. He didn't say, well, wait a minute. I got all these people in line here. No, he said immediately he left what he was doing and followed Jesus. He found a way back into the family, back into the fold, no matter how low he had gotten in life. And he exchanged his soul for a career that was against his family. The Lord welcomed him back. So let's cover a few things here in his calling, and then we'll get into this. This is just amazing. I have no idea the careers of these publicans and the extent of it. And uh, let, me back, let me cover a little bit of it. Let me tell you, this is real hard for me, I'm telling you. You have no clue. There was uh, two kinds of tax collectors. I'll get back to his calling in a minute. One was a gabby which was a general tax collector of property, income tax, the poll tax. And they were set by official assessments. The officials would go out and assess what you've got and say, okay, this man owes this much. And so they had people that owned from the Gabby that would come and collect all this money from all these people that had assets. There was a, there was a Gabby in every sing, single central location and had an office. And the Gabby would go out and they would collect all this money and bring it back, and it was preset. They couldn't make that much money off of that. The second kind of publican was a Moki. M-O-K-H-E-A. There was a great Moki and a little Moki. Now we'll go cover Zacchaeus in a minute. Zacchaeus was the great Moki. He's the one that hired the little Mokis to go out and, and do the tax collecting from people. And it, that was the tax collecting that if you were coming down the road with a buggy, the Mokey would come up to you and say, stop right there. And they would search everything that you have. If you had a letter you were going to mail in, okay, they would write this down, tax, tax. If you had a can of milk, tax, tax. And they taxed every possession you had. Imports, exports. The little Mokey came out and they assessed it. So they could set, they could, he could come back to the big Mokey and said, he had 20 cans of milk and he might have only had one. And so the Moki would say, okay, here's your money for that. And they would, they would fudge them factors so they could pad their pockets and make a whole lot of money. And and ripped the people blind of 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 things that they had. They Moki would uh, that anything that moved on the road, from factual transport wagons to letters to parcels, whatever they could find, the tax that was the greatest personal gain that was assessed, and uh and that's this, this was the little mokey, and they would bring this information to the big mokey. We're gonna get into taxiers. There's only three publicans uh, mentioned by name. Or mentioned in detail in the New Testament, in the Gospels. Zacchaeus, Matthew, and the one that about the parable where there was a, there was a man who, the self justified man, and I'm gonna cover that too, who said, You know, uh, I tithe and I do all these great things. And then the publican said, Oh, I'm a filthy, right, sinner. <laughs> I'm gonna stand back here in the back, I'm unworthy and now that's, that's another story but those are the three publicans mentioned and we'll cover those here in just a second but in Matthew chapter 9 we're looking at this story that right before Matthew's call and right on the way to where he was called, called this is Matthew chapter 9 verse 1 and this is Jesus returns to Capernaum that was basically his hometown as well and that's and, and Matthew chapter 9 verse 1 he entered a ship and passed over and came to his own city That's Jesus going to his own city. They're going to Capernaum. And behold, they brought him a man sick of the palsy lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven thee. And behold, certain of the scribes within themselves said, This man blasphemes. Jesus, knowing the thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? whether well, it's easier for me to say that sins be forgiven thee or arise and walk but that ye may know that the son of man hath power on earth to forgive sins then he saith to the sick of the palsy arise and take up thy bed and go to thy own house and he arose and departed his house and when a multitude saw it they marveled and glorified God which had given him such power and Jesus passed forth thence now it doesn't say that Matthew saw this but Matthew is in Capernaum at the seat of the customs, and all the commotion was going on and all this stuff going on. He had this, what's going on over there? This man named Jesus, just this man's been sick for years and years, his whole life, and couldn't get up. This man called Jesus, said, Get up and walk, and, and this man's running around here, jumping up and down and praising God. Matthew said, do you mean, Does it doesn't it, does it say his name, but the name had to be known. You mean the man that we all see every day just being toted around? And he's thinking in himself, probably sitting there taking taxes. It's got to be, it's got to be him. What I studied as a little boy, and I still study in my own private life, it's, it, it's got to be him. Oh man, what did I give up? What did I do? What have I done? Next verse. Verse 9. And Jesus passed forth from thence and saw a man named Matthew, sitting at the receipt of the customs. See, so passed forth. He came a little further, so it had to be in the general location. And if it won't, news spread just like that among these people. And it came to pass... No, wait a minute. And Jesus passed forth thence and saw a man named Matthew sitting at the receipt of the customs. See, Jesus had to know his heart. He had to know he was hurting. He said, any forgiveness left God for me everywhere. I don't know where it's at. And he said to you him, know, follow me. And he arose and followed him. And it came to pass that Jesus sat meat in the house. See, as Matthew, we're going to this is really powerful here as we go to the other account. Matthew is not recording any accolades at all. He don't want any, any, any attention focused on him. He don't want any, all he wants to know is, is we in the house. You see how he wrote it? He said they had, invited, they had a big feast in the house and there was many publicans and sinners there. And uh, when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, verse 12, oh, verse 11, let me see this. Let's go back, verse 10. And it came to pass that Jesus sat at meat in the house. Behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eateth the master with publicans and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, They that be of whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. But go ye into what you learn and what that meaneth. And I'll have mercy. I want to jump ahead. Why was there nothing but publicans and sinners in that place? We're going to jump ahead here to Mark's account here in a second, and this, will, this just blows my mind. That's all he knew. He had no other friends. They had all hated him. They despised him. When he walked down the street, they cursed and swear and spat on him. He was a, he was a, a, a traitor. So when Matthew decided to call this big feast, this was in Matthew's house as Mark, as we look at what Mark and Luke wrote about it, they said, they went to Levi's house, and there were many, many, many publicans and sinners in the whole place, and Jesus came with them. So let's go to that. This will be the first one. Let's go to Mark chapter 2 and get this account of how Mark took it, because Mark, anyway, this is the Another gospel, Mark chapter 2. I may not finish this one. This is because it's really cool how the the tax system worked back then. Mark chapter 2. We'll jump down to uh, verse 13. Now we got to remember the story leading up to that. See, all three gospels record this story about the sick of the palsy being healed. Let me see where. uh, Okay, I'm not going to cover that story again because that that basically that's it's the exact same story. If you read chapter two, verses one through twelve, you'll see where Jesus had the the noise of him. It was publicly broadcasted what he just did. Okay, now verse thirteen. He had just and everybody glorified God and said, "We never saw it on this fashion." Verse thirteen, right after that happened. And and he went forth. This is Jesus again by the seaside. And all the multitude restored it unto him, and he taught them. And as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the receipt of customs. This is Matthew. And he said, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. And it came to pass that as Jesus sat meat in his house, Matthew said, Look, you got to come to my house. This is the best day of my life. I have found forgiveness. I'm leaving all that behind. I'll follow you. I need, you're the Messiah. I'll go anywhere you say. Restore me to my first love. That's something that was said earlier in a different passage. And Matthew was restored to his first love. First love of God, first love of his friends, first love of his family, first love of God. This is a power, th- these stories are really powerful if you, if you know what, how the Jews really despised a tax collector. He arose and followed him, and it came to pass that as Jesus sat meat in his house, this is verse 15, many publicans and sinners sat also together with Jesus and his disciples, and there were many that followed him. Matthew was able to take his influence to all of these other publicans and sinners who were probably hurting just as bad. I found a man. He don't care nothing about that. He'll forgive anything, anything you've done. You've ripped four hundred people off. Start over. Start over. And when the scribes and Pharisees Verse 16, saw him eat with the publicans and sinners. They said to his disciples, How is it that he eateth and drinketh with publicans and sinners? And when Jesus heard him, they said, They that are whole have no need of a physician. You know what he's telling them? You are self righteous, bigoted. You, have, you, 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 you just don't even think that there's anything wrong with you. You are self righteous, you're all holy you are impossible to talk to because for me to sit there and tell you you're a sinner, you won't hear it. So, so in your eyes, you're whole. You don't need the physician, but these are sinners. These are poor, rotten sinners that are looking for something. All you're looking for is to criticize and put down. So they that are whole, you don't need a physician. These people are sick. They need physician, and I'm here to heal them. I paraphrase them, but that's exactly what's happening. All right, Luke five. This is this is the best one I like of, of all of them. I can't say that. I get something out of all of them. But Luke chapter 5. It's up to 27. Verse 27. Now look all three of these gospels Matthew, Mark, and Luke, all three of them. Give an account of this same story. In Capernaum, Jesus comes by and heals this man that was sick of the palsy his whole life. Take up your bed and walk. And they hated him for that because he not only took, told the man to pick up his bed and walk, but I told him he could forgive their sins. That just infuriated him. them. Okay, verse 27. That same story had just took place. And after these things, he went forth and saw a publican named Levi sitting at the receipt of custom and said unto him, follow me. He left all. It wasn't no... This Matthew had gotten rich collecting taxes. He left it all. Rose up and followed him. He didn't care about things. He didn't care about... He's back in the family. He sees a way in. He had sold his soul to, to the Roman. And, and he said, oh, I can just see him. You better believe I'll follow him. Same way you and I were when we realized we were lost. I do believe. I do accept. You mean you can forgive me of everything I've ever done and continue to do that? Oh, my God. I'll follow you till I die. These Matthew, Matthew saw a way back into the family. It says he left all and followed him. And here, look at this here, verse 29. And Levi made a great feast in his own house. A great feast. And there were great company of publicans and others that sat down with him. That's all he knew. He didn't have any other friends. So he got together. Hey, man, I know a man that forgot all this stuff. Come on to my house, we're going to have a big feast. At least you'll get a chance to at least see him. A man that raised the dead, a man that blew, healed blinded eyes, a man that took this man that had been sick his whole life and told him to walk. You, you I got him in my house. Everybody, all you, anybody. He, he just didn't invite publicans, but that's all that came because that's all that knew. Everybody else hated him. That's a point that we'll get to in a minute and you'll see why. And Levi made a great feast in his own house and there was a great company of publicans and all others that sat down with them. But, see the scribes and Pharisees, why did they show up? Ain't but one reason. They were looking to accuse Jesus because people were following him. But they hated, they just hated Jesus. So they showed up so they could find accusation against him. They're trying to do away with him. They didn't care nothing about Matthew. They didn't care nothing about all the miracles that Jesus did. They couldn't explain them. They just couldn't, but they just hated him because here's a man that could do them. And they couldn't, they had no power. But the scribes and Pharisees murmured against the disciples and why do you eat and drink with publicans and sinners? Even started attacking the apostles. Why are you here with all these these people, all these publicans and sinners? And Jesus answering and said to them, they that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous. I didn't come here to call you. There's no hope for you. You're good in in your own eyes. I did not come to call the righteous to repentance. And see, earlier in the scriptures, it says, there's none righteous or later. There's none of us righteous. But these, he was saying, you're self-righteous, you, you have no hope. I did not come to call the righteous, such as herself self, to repentance, but sinners to repentance. And they went and said unto him, why did thy disciples of John fast often? See, there were some Pete still followers of John the Baptist there that hadn't met the Messiah. And so they were just making accusations. They weren't here. They were saying, why do your disciples, why does the disciples of John not fast? Still trying to figure out an accusation. And he then at that point says, look, I'm here. They don't need to fast at this point unless they're trying to cast out a devil. They're trying to cast out a devil. They got to fast. But they don't need to fast for the coming of the Messiah. That's what he's in context to. They don't need to fast about me. I'm here. But there's going to come a day when I'm not here. That's when the church, that's when you're going to fast for my coming, for my return. That's when you'll fast. You'll fast longing. And Jesus is just trying to explain to them that. But the days, verse 35, the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them. And then they shall fast in those days. That's the days we are now. The bridegroom has gone away. We fast now. We pray now. We we Sometimes, man, it, it, that's the only way to find the strength is taking the physical strength away and letting it be filled with the spiritual strength and feed the soul. It has to be, folks. I don't want to get into fasting, but That's critical in a spiritual life to replenish ourselves, to find, even if it's for five hours, you get along with, and don't think about Big Macs, think about the Big Mac. Don't think about a milkshake, but say, oh Lord, I need you this hour, this very hour. I can't make it without you, Lord. Give me anything to eat just from the throne. And he will. And that's the days we are in. Days will come when the bridegroom is taken away. Then you'll fast. Okay. I got a lot out of this anyway. Let's see. Let's go to the next one. The Roman taxation was handled by wealthy businessmen who paid a set fee for a contract to collect taxes in specific jurisdictions. What that means is these wealthy men sat down and say, okay, if, if who wants to work, who wants, who wants to make a lot of money? You raise your, okay, we're going to get you to sign a contract and you have to pay me X amount of money to get this contract. That's how they made a lot of their money. But you want to make a lot of money. So say, for instance, I'm just using this. I don't know how much it was. My contract was $100. If I get 1,000 people that want to sign, you pay me $100 to get this contract. Now I tell you, okay, there's you got this section right here. You go collect taxes from all these people and bring them here. A percentage of it. If here's what it's worth, I don't care what you charge them. If it's worth $10,000, you can charge them $10,300. I don't care. All we want is our $10,000. If you pay, if it's less, if you don't give us the 10000 that comes out of your pocket. If it's $9,600, then the $400 comes out of your pocket. And so every one of these publicans would overcharge so they could make money, if that makes sense. And that's, how they, that's why they were so hated, because it's just like today. We hate taxes. We hate how how they're ripping us blind. It's just crazy how we have to pay 30, 40% of what we make so that they can get rich. That's just, that's hogwash, folks. That's just, that's just me. That's just, it's just mean. A tax collector was assigned to a certain amount of money to collect within a certain frame, time frame. Failure meant he paid out of his pocket and made most most of these guys ruthless because they would come in and say, we're going to take it. If you don't pay it, if you don't pay X amount of dollars on these this twenty acres of land, we're going to take the twenty acres of land to pay for it, and then they would they would they would sell the land for whatever it was worth. If it was worth ten thousand five hundred, they could sell it for fifteen. They would pocket the fifteen, and so it was it was all a, it was all a big scam. A publican had to demand more than the government required. Ordinary people knew this and resented anyone connected to it. Matthew was not one of the fat cats. He was, he was brought to a... He was not one that bought a contract, but he was an employee of the official. What they, he would do is he would sit at the seat of customs and the mokey would bring the money in to him and he would check them off. He did the books and he would check them off And then turned the money into the official. He was he was he he was sitting at the seat of the customs, receiving what the Mokis had went out and, and collected, and and making sure the records were clean. But he was still despised and hated because he was associated with the Romans, the Romans who was who had control. They hated the Romans who controlled Jerusalem and who controlled Israel, but they hated publicans worse. If that makes sense. If you were a publican, you were the last on the, they would spit, curse, swear, just like we do today at our tax collectors. I mean, I can't tell you how many times in my heart I've said evil things about our state tax collectors every time they, they raise it even more. I'm not going to tell you what I think or say. I'm not a vile person. I don't, I'm not, I don't, uh, vulgar, but I, I say, you are just nothing but a dirty, rotten. <laughs> I'm not going to say it because then, oh, I can't believe a deacon in the church thinking that in his heart. Be just like these scribes. You're a deacon and you're saying that? Oh, like, like, like whoever says that never said it. That would be one of the last credentials we might expect to see from a man who would become an apostle of christ a top leader in the church a preacher of the gospel hated vilified deemed to the low, lower than the herodians a herodian was a follower of herod they were worse to the jews than somebody who was uh kissing the butt of herod all right let's see let's look at uh just real quick i'm I got just a couple of minutes. I'll finish this next time because this is cool because we're getting up to Matthew's execution. And uh, But I got a couple of more pages to go here. I'm not going to finish and I'm not going to try. Okay. Matthew chapter 21, real quick. Matthew chapter 21. This is just showing you the class that publicans are put into. Matthew chapter 21. Let's see. That's 22. Okay, Matthew 21. i got to find it myself. Verse 32. And Jesus stood still and, said, and, and called them and said, What will ye that I should do unto you? Wait a minute, that's not the right verse. I'm sorry. I'm still looking for the verse. Oh, that's because I'm in verse 20, chapter 20. Hang on. (laughs) 20, 30, verse 32. Here we go. For John came unto you in the way of righteousness, and ye believed not, believed him not. But the publicans and harlots believed him. And when ye had seen it, it repented not afterwards that ye might believe him. Jesus is comparing on the on the realms and the ranks of occupations that the Jews thought a publican lower than a harlot. If you study the context of what Jesus is saying when he's studying there, the lowest of love, this is where Matthew was sitting at the seat of customs. He was considered to the Jews lower than a harlot okay the three tax collectors mentioned let's look at them all uh, Luke 19 real quick and I'm going to have to finish with probably this one I am, I'm I'm going to have to finish with this one because uh, this is a whole lot to develop here Luke chapter 19 okay verse 1 now this is only three different publicans that was actually listed by name in the gospels matthew the publican and the self-righteous and we'll get into those two next time i'm not going to have time but this goes to show you jesus had a heart for for the lowest of low the worst of the worst in people's eyes The worst of the worst, he called because he knew their heart. Nobody is nobody's born when they're three and four years old. Yeah, when I grow up, I want to be a bank robber. No, they want to be a fireman. When I grow up, I want to be an alcoholic sitting in Washington on a on a bit on a bench eating shoe polish. I've seen that. And I mean we we went one time and and I, I did. I asked, the guy was sitting there all scrubbly, all his you sitting chunking shoe polish. I, I said, what, what made you get to this point Mayor? How, how did you end up doing this, sir? Teresa was about your vows for it because the church went up there to the, for some, to, to see some stuff up in Washington. And so we were just walking and I just, sir, how did it end up this way? People I hung around. And choices I made. I said, that, You're not living your high school dream, sir. No, I'm not. Time went by like that, and here I am. So, but Jesus died for him. I, di- I didn't, I didn't, I wished I had if I didn't ask him if he wanted to be saved. Missed opportunity. But my point being that Jesus always goes to the lowest of lows and gives them a chance, just like the best of the best. For all can come to the repentance. Verse Chapter 19, verse 1. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans. Now, if you, going back earlier, he was the head, Gabby. Remember, we talked about the two different publicans, the Gabby and the Moki. He was the head man. Zacchaeus was the, was the richest of the rich. He was, he was the high Gabby in the tax collecting system. Says it right there, chief. If you understand the tax system of them, you'll, you'll, those words will make more sense since we've gone over them. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was chief among the publicans, and he was rich. Why was he rich? Because he had stole from all the people all across the entire land of Judea. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was. He heard that Jesus had told this man to get up and walk that had been, been uh, lame 30 years, his whole life. He heard that Jesus had opened a blinded eye and he saw again. He, so he started feeling, is there any hope for me? I, I mean, I got money. I got, I've done, done people wrong. I've done, done all this. Wrong. Oh, man, if I could just see him. I'm a little short little booger. Look at all these people. Jesus coming through here. All, all I want to do is just see him. I don't need to talk to him. I just want to see somebody that can do that. And he sought Jesus, verse 3, who he was. And he could not for the press for. He was of little statue. Little statue is right around four foot. And their medium statue was five foot five. Little, stat, little statue was about four foot tall. I mean, so he was, there's no way they're letting him in. All these people are thronging, and trying to get to him. They got a brother that's sick, they got a mother that's sick, they got, a, they got, they got blind herself, and they're just thronging Christ when he's coming through. And so I kiss, oh, I'll never get to see him. And he ran before and climbed into the sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. You know what? I believe at that moment, Jesus saved his boy. Because there it is. There's the, there's the faith with works. Because that's, that's the faith with works. He said, I'm going to see him. I'm going to see him. And so he climbed up that Sycamore tree. and says, look, there he is. And then Jesus knew he was up there. He looked up, and, and, and when Jesus came to the place, why did he just say, uh, in Jesus' heart, he said, all these people here, I'm going to the sycamore tree. There's a boy down there that really wants to see me. These people want to see me do something. That boy wants to see me, not something that I could do. It is not a lot about how church folks are today. They're not coming wanting to see Jesus and wanting to leave with Jesus. They come on oh, Sunday. I'm gonna be late. "Where's my Bible, honey?" Is oh, honey, it's over there on the coffee table to scare the boogie man away. Yeah, when you're gone, oh, I can't find. I want to make that thing look shiny when we come in here. There'll people who know I hadn't read it all week long. All right, verse uh, five, and I'm done. And when Jesus came in and saw the place, he looked up and saw Zacchaeus to make haste to come down. For today I must abide at your house. We're gonna finish this up next time because the door's about ready to open. But but Jesus didn't say, Oh, he said, no, I'm gonna to go to your house. You going to see more than just see me today, my friend. I'm going to your house. Today is your day of salvation, buddy. You showed that climbing up the tree. And I'm gonna finish with that and uh Y'all you know, pray for the pastor this morning. I know it's going to be a battle. This right here was a tremendous battle for me, but we're through. You listen to Deacon Danny Cahoot. For more information, visit our website at BufordRoadBaptistChurch.com.